0: the full-time whistle. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle, where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana, and I know that we had a short week this week with the Monday public holiday, but thank the Lord we're at the end of it. On today's episode, we're talking Geelong, and after last night's loss, whether or not they're a shot at making finals. Also, the Ashes are finally back, plus Lewis Hamilton is set to get a monster payday. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Full Time Whistle. Last September, the team that was branded too old and too slow were too good for the rest of the AFL competition. Geelong were crowned kings of the league with a 133 to 52 point win over the Sydney Swans in the grand final. Cats fans, stand up to your full height and celebrate this champion team. But the old Cats that became new again last year are once again old. Geelong lost their first three games this season before winning their next five. And Cats fans thought, hey, we're back. Ignore those first three. But since then, the inconsistency has kicked in. Losses to Richmond, Fremantle, GWS and a 38-point defeat last night to competition heavyweights Port Adelaide have really put a dampener on Geelong going back-to-back. Heck, not even making the finals a failure that has only been done twice before by Adelaide in 1994 and Brisbane in 2007. So I'm here to set the record straight. And rather than leaving Geelong supporters guessing the rest of the year, will they, won't they make it, I'm just going to tell you whether or not the Cats will be the third Premier in history to miss the finals the year after. Or are they going to scrape into the eight? And the answer, drumroll please... (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to make it. I'm predicting Geelong will only win five of their remaining ten games. The Cats only play three of the bottom nine teams for the rest of the year, and will also face the top two sides, Port and Collingwood, back. To back, I reckon they'll get wins over the Swans, North Melbourne, Essendon and Fremantle and then maybe a victory over either St Kilda or Western Bulldogs. But it's that final game of the season against the Dogs that could really change it. Moral of the story, if they win six of their last ten, they'll be playing football in September. If not, then they'll write themselves into the history books, but not for the right reason. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. It's here, the most marvellous day of all days. The first day of the Ashes series is finally upon us. At the time of recording, only England have revealed their team, while the Aussies have not. But don't expect anything wacky. The only coin toss is whether Josh Hazelwood or Scott Boland will get the final pace bowler slot. England's team is quite interesting. Moen Ali has come out of test retirement to fill the void of England's first-choice spinner, Jack Leach, who is out with injury while Stuart Broad gets the nod over paceman Mark Wood. Opener Ben Duckett and middle-order batsman Harry Brook both will be making their Ashes debut, but have been in good form lately, so should do fine. The only surprising news coming out of the UK overnight in relation to the Ashes is the pitch. And it's not good news for Australia. In April, Ben Stokes wanted to have flat fast wicket so they can continue their now famous baseball approach and Ben's wish is the English groundsman's command yet according to Australian head coach Andrew McDonald he's not too fast. Like any wicket You see it progress Towards day one The ground staff uh, Do a tremendous job At at all venues And and wickets do change Within 24 hours So yeah I'm not not too sure What to read into it I I haven't seen too many You know Fast wickets By our terminology uh, In England Comparing them To Australian surfaces Um, But it may be A fast English type surface Um, There's a little bit Of grass on it But as I said We're still A couple of days out And we don't tend To want to read too much Into into the surface This far out The first ball Of the Ashes Is set to be bowled At 8pm Australian Eastern Eastern Standard Time tonight. So get your beer ready, get your couch ready. It's going to be good. Spoiler warning for anyone who is watching Drive to Survive and don't want anything spoiled that will be in an upcoming season in a few years' time. I just got to cover all the bases in case people are avoiding F1 news until it appears in Drive to Survive several years later. Anyway, Lewis Hamilton's contract drama is set to finally end with the seven-time world champion set to continue his career at Mercedes. Chief of Mercedes Toto Wolff said the deal should be announced in the upcoming days rather than in weeks. And the deal? Well, that's said to be worth $92 Australian dollars. An $18 million bump up from his last deal. Ferrari, who we had mentioned previously on being keen on the Brit signature, is nowhere to be seen leaving Mercedes the only one left in the race. The 38 year old will be looking for his first victory of the 2023 F1 season this weekend at the Canadian Grand Prix a race he has won seven times in the past. Regardless of what happens though, this weekend or with the contract Hamilton is already a winner. Just quickly before we move on, apparently he's dating Shakira. Shakira! Yes, that's Shakira. And according to fellow F1 driver Carlos Sainz, he was the one who set them up. What a celebrity couple. I know that apparently Shakira and Lewis Hamilton aren't looking at serious relationships after both getting out of long-term ones recently. But, I mean, that is a power couple if I've ever seen one. Who knew we would be talking about celebrity goss today? Damn. Maybe I should just ignore all this F1 news now and wait for Drive to Survive in 2025. Because that season is going to be juicy. And lastly, an introduction to a brand new segment. I thought I might as well put my money where my mouth is and give out my predictions for this weekend's NRL and AFL games. I present to you Mix, Rip and Tips. Let's start in the NRL and it's a buy round so not as many games as usual. It kicks off with the Panthers versus the Cowboys tonight and while both sides have a few players out in origin, I'm favouring the Cowboys for the main reason that Penrith have an entirely new halves pairing that haven't played a game together. On Saturday, we've got the Knights versus Roosters and the Eels versus Sea Eagles. I'm again going for both home sides, the Knights and the Eagles. Newcastle put up a good fight against the Brisbane Broncos last weekend, only just losing in the final minutes. While Sydney just seen All out of whack, and I don't rate them this season at all. Parramatta, on the other hand, yes, I know they're missing Moses, but Manly are without Turbo and DCE. And I heard a stat recently that said Manly have only won 33% of games without their star fullback, so I'm steering clear of them and I'm going for Parramatta. The final game on the stat is Tigers v Storm, and this is where I'm going a little bit rogue, okay? I think the Tigers claim a surprise victory. Why? Why? Yeah, I got no reason for that. The Tigers have lost their last seven games at Campbelltown, but I just, but I think if there is a time to break that streak, it's this weekend on Buy Round Footy. I've just got the vibe. The last game of the round is Sharks v Bulldogs, and I've gone for my boys, the Sharks. They aren't missing anyone due to Origin, and I know that their form lately has been dismal. Yet the Bulldogs are without their two main men, Josh Adokar and Matt Burton. Over to the AFL, and again, I'm going with all the home teams: Brisbane Lions over the Sydney Swans, the Giants over Fremantle, and Richmond over St Kilda. those three tips I feel are quite safe. Now, Sunday's games, ah, this is where my downfall could be. I've gone for Carlton over the Suns and North Melbourne over the Bulldogs. The Suns were on red hot form and then they had the bye. And while normally that could help a side, I feel it hinders them. Carlton are desperate for a win. And I feel like if they don't get a victory this weekend, then Michael Voss could be packing his bags. It's also the first game that the Suns are playing outside of Darwin in the past three weeks. And I think they have acclimatised to the nice warm winter weather up in the Northern Territory that then when they go down to Melbourne a big shock frees up not gonna win. As for the Kangaroos getting a rare victory well just like my West Tigers bet there is no method behind the madness. North are on the rise as of late and while they are still losing games I get it it's not by disgusting amounts. The Dogs are on a three game losing streak so I feel this could be the weekend for Brett Ratten and North to capitalise and further distance themselves from the bottom of the ladder. Then there you go, a first edition of mix Rippin' Tips. We'll assess on Monday how well I go, and if I go quite well, maybe we'll be back. If I don't, then pretend you never heard anything. (laughs) And that also wraps up the day in sport here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and I'll chat to you on the other side of it. See ya! You know those guys that take sport a bit too seriously? Well, they have own show award-winning sportscaster chris coleman and award-winning thursday night Tiger adam jansen sharkies are they effectively out of the comp this year gee they were awful against melbourne the other night they were they were beyond awful what's below awful abysmal the west tigers <laughs> the super serious sports show streaming now on the free iHeartRadio radio app and everywhere you get your favorite podcasts